yeah, on top of a mountain. We took the chairlift up. It snowed the whole time. Totally up my alley. Like we got out at sunset. The sun didn't peak too much, but we just had fun. We went out on a little hiking trail. Um, yeah, embraced it. It was awesome. You're listening to the Imperfectly Perfect Weddings podcast, a show that educates, informs, and entertains couples planning their wedding. I'm Brendan Creaser, a wedding photographer from the Mornington Peninsula, and I'm sitting down with wedding vendors to share stories of past weddings, to hear the lessons they've learned, and how to make an impact on your day. Hello and welcome to this episode of Imperfectly Perfect Weddings. Today, we've got the incredible Lockie, Lachlan Gregory, or affectionately known Lockie, not even affectionately known, are you, mate? You're just known yeah. as Lockie from... <laughs> it's just known, yeah. Just, it's just <laughs> his name, Lockie, from Dustin, Fol- Dustin Salt Photography. Um, Lockie is an incredible landscape photographer. If you go back and look at his back catalogue, he's got some amazing images from all around the world as well. Um, but now he's taking the wedding industry by storm, I think. And his little niche that he loves is elopement. So combining those landscapes with his incredible love and passion for people and connection... Is it just a downright awesome dude and an incredible photographer? Lockie, thanks for jumping on, mate. Oh, cheers. Thanks for having me, man. What an intro. <laughs> it's a tough one to live up to, isn't it? <laughs> I know, put you on I'm the like, spot. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've got to deliver now. <laughs> mate, I guess introduce yourself a little bit. Where are you from um, and why, why weddings? What got you into weddings? Yeah, yeah. So I'm based down in the Mornington Peninsula. Um, actually, weddings for me was kind of like, kind of fell into it a little bit, to be honest. I got asked to shoot a wedding down in Tassie and I was like, I don't actually shoot weddings. I'm a landscape photographer and they kind of convinced me to do it. And I was like, yeah, right, whatever, it'll be fun. And then, yeah, from there, it's just been a gradual slope. And after a few weddings, it kind of took off a little bit and I decided to put them out on Instagram. And yeah, since then, it's just kind of blown up a little bit. That's unreal. What a way to start. Tassie, um, tell me about that one, I guess, to start with. Where was that? It was at TMAG, the old museum down there. Um, Super awesome spot. Yeah, I knew nothing about weddings. I just grabbed a 35 and went for it. Um, <laughs> but it was a beautiful day. It was really fun, yeah. And did you know these people or was it just some randoms that reached out? They were friends of a friend, essentially. So a friend of mine was in the bridal party and, um, yeah, she'd seen my landscape work. I didn't really take portraits at the time at all. And she's like, yeah, that's the kind of vibe we want. And I thought, cool, all right, these guys, they're pretty chill. They're my kind of people. This could be fun. That's unreal. And then elopements seem to be a big thing at the moment, or, or I know that you really, really love your elopements. I guess, where, where does that love for the elopements come from? Is it from that landscape and kind of adventure that you love doing? Yeah, I think it, definitely. Yeah, it's like blending the nature elements of a wedding and the outdoor elements, that sort of stuff. I love that. And blending it into however they want to have their day, whether it's an elopement up a mountain or even just a backyard wedding, stuff like that is really beautiful as well. Um, yeah, anything that embraces nature a little bit, I'm all about. And I think in this post-COVID or current COVID world, but as we come out of it, those um, smaller weddings and more unique weddings will become a, a bit more commonplace too. So it's a fantastic yeah, place definitely. to get yourself in. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's a nice time for couples that are looking into elopements or even smaller intimate weddings or backyard weddings, stuff like that. Um, yeah, this is kind of peaking time for that. So it's cool. Definitely. I always say it's the perfect time for those couples that, wanted a smaller wedding but had pressure on them to have a big wedding now you just yeah, you yeah. pull the COVID card you say hang on a minute COVID you know we're keeping the numbers down so it's good for that yeah. <laughs> absolutely and, then, and film too, I was going like, to jump in are... oh, yeah, no, yeah. No, dude, this, this makes for good podcast when everybody talks <laughs> over each other I promise yeah yeah I promise. you go, you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, film as well film is a big highlight on your page 
Um, is that, you know, do you shoot solely film weddings or, or do you mix the two? What's the process? Um, yeah, it's a bit of a mix at the moment. So I shoot solely couple shoots on film if they want it. But at weddings at the moment, I just stick to digital predominantly. But there's also that add-on if they want film or if they're into something a little bit quirky, a little bit different, shooting on 35 millimeter or your 120, the old school medium format. Um, yeah, there's just something beautiful about those cameras that's hooked me completely. Um, after shooting with Joel from Barefoot and Bearded and getting hooked on that, the whole process of shooting film and slowing down and what you have to do and, I don't know, the technical elements, everything just kind of clicked for me and I've, like, really dived into that, yeah. And I remember um, we're going off topic a little bit for this wedding podcast, <laughs> but uh, I remember Cy Moore saying that our, our, our minds and our brains and our vision is it's kind of... It, it compares it to film, film, film video and film photography yeah. is what we have this idea of that's a perfect photo. Um, so in the digital age, uh, it's like we're still seeking out that um, purity of, of the film yeah. process. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like, we, you know, we all know and love those nostalgic film images that we've been calibrated into seeing those tones of portrait and the black and whites, triads and stuff like that. And it's just iconic and legendary. Um, and it's still available. They're still the same. Like, I find that whole process just totally beautiful and mesmerizing. Yeah, it's addictive. I've only just gotten into it, thanks for yourself and some others, and it is absolutely yeah, yeah, addictive. Yeah, pressure. Get into it. <laughs> now, for all those people that aren't photographers that are going, what is this tri-X and film and, and all that rubbish? Let's move on. I want to hear some stories from you, Lucky. I want to hear cool. um, what is the career highlight, the absolute legendary wedding that you've shot that you, you could do over and over? Yeah, awesome. That's a cool question. There's um, like, honestly, every wedding has a thing. And I feel like finding whatever that thing is, is really important. It makes it special, even if it's not particularly my favorite wedding, like there's something about it that I love. But definitely a highlight for me is a Mount Hotham wedding, which I shot a couple of years ago now. I actually shot it on my birthday as well, which is even more awesome. And it was just, yeah, on top of a mountain, we took the chairlift up, it snowed the whole time totally up my alley like we got out at sunset the sun didn't peak too much but we just had fun we went out on a little hiking trail um yeah embraced it it was awesome what time of year was it that was october october and it's pretty late yeah, for snow still, were they expecting yeah, snow that's what we were thinking so we weren't expecting snow they were hoping for snow though because they both actually live and work up at mount hotham they're ski instructors so their dream wedding was a snow kind of disneyland wedding they loved that element um, and I was like, yeah, if it snows, dope. That'll be crazy. Like I've never shot in the snow before. And yeah, it's snowed like more than that's <laughs> unreal. Possible. <laughs> that's so epic. So you said you you took a chairlift up. So where was the actual wedding? Up on the summit of Mount Hotham or it was close? at the Big D, which is their favorite sort of ski bowl up the top there. Um, and we were kind of anticipating a bit of a view, mm. uh, which was going to be awesome, but it it flipped on its head and we didn't get the view at all. It was just blanket wide out snow. Wow. Um, which in turn was awesome. That was what they wanted. They wanted the snow element and they definitely got it. Like, yeah. That's so epic. And you'd never really think of that October, especially in, in Australia. No. I mean, our, our mountains get snow, sure, but they're not. Yeah consistent they're not, not that like known that. for it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure that's unreal and then further with that wedding like did they have a big party back in the lodge or or something back in mount hotham then after that yeah yeah so they did they booked out um a restaurant up there and sort of went back to that but it was kind of the day was kind of split in two so we had the ceremony was like around midday ish 
went up there and then we sort of came back, had a break and they went to the fire um, station there, which they're a part of as well. And that was just like tea and coffee and chill out time for everyone to warm up essentially. Like you had to defreeze, man. It was, it was proper. Um, yeah. And then we, that we sort of kicked the next part off of the day after a few hours break with the sunset session out of the mountain and then back in for receptions. So. Unreal. That's so, so cool. Mate, that could, uh, that could, I guess with the snow and everything going on, that could easily be what we're looking for with like what went wrong on a wedding. I want to hear that story. Yeah, yeah. Then. What's a wedding you've been to that something's gone wrong? Yeah, look, it's probably still that one, to be honest. Not, not necessarily wrong, but the forecast, we were keeping an eye all morning we knew we were going to get a little bit of snow and we sort of rolled the dice an hour before and we were all sitting in the room together and we're like, yep, yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to go up the chairlift, take all the guests up. It was a big effort, but we thought, you know, it could be worth it if we get a tiny bit of snow. It'll be amazing. So what were you concerned about not going up? Were you worried that it was going to be bucketing down or, or just too much of a yeah. whiteout? Um, bit of that, like whiteout wedding, I thought that could be really difficult if it's raining or snowing the entire time, that'd be really challenging as well. And not really enjoyable for the family and friends. So like the opportunity for photos would be really tricky because no one would be enjoying themselves. Um, and the backup plan was going to be at the fire station, which for me wasn't a great backup plan. It was not the best lighting, that sort of thing. So I was, I was hanging on the, the chance to get up the mountain. Um, but yeah, it just bucketed, man. It was minus three by the time we got up there and it snowed consistently the whole ceremony. Wow. Was everybody prepared for it or did you have a couple of chili yeah. grandmas in the front row? Definitely some chili grandmas and a chili photographer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had, they had prepared a whole bunch of blankets, which was so dope. Um, and by the end of the ceremony, all the snow was covered all over the blanket. So it was just sick. One of my favorite shots is of this little girl just looking straight at me, laughing at how awesome this whole environment is when everything around them is just blanketed in snow. Uh, I don't know if I was totally ready for the snow, <laughs> to be honest. I only had a jumper and jeans, man. So I was wet and cold for most of the day. <laughs> I love that. And I like that you obviously had a bit of padding in your timeline. And I think that's really important yeah. for, for most weddings and, and probably particularly elopements is building a little bit more padding into your day because yeah, the weather absolutely. is in particular is so uncontrollable that you hate to be cornered. You know, if you had a, what, a 3 p.m. or a 4 p.m. ceremony and then all of a sudden that weather rolled in and and it wasn't suitable, you know, the wind picked up or something yeah. you couldn't get up the chairlift. You're kind of cornered then, aren't you? But you exactly. obviously had a lot of time up your sleeve. Yeah, and that was, funnily enough, that was the best window that we picked and it still snowed the whole time. So it got windy afterwards and it was cold. So yeah, having a little bit of room was nice. It was just the day that, you know, we couldn't control the weather. But to be honest, like at any wedding, I always tell couples as well, like just try and have a little bit more time. Give yourself more time at the end of getting ready. Give yourself a buffer before you have to race off to ceremony. After ceremony, give yourself another buffer just to mingle with your friend. And it means that, you're never stressed and you're never going like rushing from one thing to the next. Yeah, definitely. I've worked with some pretty strict timelines before and, and the couple are almost like, I feel like I'm constantly being pulled somewhere. Yeah. Um, my expectation yeah. is being over here and then my expectation is being over there. And that adds that level of stress and anxiety on your day when really it's not what it's about. It should be kind of cruisy, like people working around you, your vendors communicating with each other. And then, yeah, having that extra time. I mean, what's the worst case 
scenario of having a little bit of extra time. What more yeah, time you have with the guests? Have a couple of extra <laughs> drinks. Oh no, what a travesty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so true though. Once you've shot a wedding or two like that and you feel stressed and you can tell the couple are stressed, that's when you realize how important building a solid timeline actually is. Once you've sort of experienced it rushed and not so going to plan. Um, and just having extra time, there's options for so many things. It could be a few extra photos. It could be some more time with grandma. It could be anything. Grabbing an extra cocktail, like more time in the wedding. Essentially, it's just your time throughout, throughout the day where you're not rushing to the next thing. Fantastic. So I guess, look, that's that's two weddings in one, mate. I need to hear a third. So that's your favourite and, and that's yeah, your worst yeah. wedding. I want to hear what, what would be the dream wedding of an elopement photographer that's based in Melbourne. Let's say borders open up. Um, and you can go anywhere in the world. What what do you want to be doing? Oh man, there's there's so many options. To me, it's not one thing. I don't want to be shooting the same thing over and over again. But having options, I, I mean, Tassie, Cradle Mountain, that would be beautiful. New Zealand, Wanaka, the mountains up there would be insane. Um, even city weddings and city elopements, it's a whole different element and a whole different vibe. But it's still adventurous and it's still beautiful. Um, but yeah, like honestly, Blue Mountains, anywhere in Oz, we have so many incredible, incredible places to elope or to have a marriage or a wedding in Australia. And I feel like that's probably going to be in our ballpark for the next year or so. You know, overseas weddings might be a little bit further off than we, we actually want. Um, yeah, so just hoping for a little bit of adventure if we can get it. Yeah, I love that. And you're doing a little adventure session on the side that I've seen. They're kind of like an engagement shoot or a couple shoot. And then that is just pure adventure. Get some portraits, have a fantastic time. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. The idea behind that was I still do a sunset session as well, which is just like the one hour happy snap kind of elopement, uh, sorry, engagement stuff. But the adventure session is like, that's the real couple shoot to me. That's where we've got some time. We can travel. We might do a sunrise one day you know, sorry, sunset one day and then wake up the next day camping and then do a sunrise session as well. We might hike a mountain or jump under a waterfall, like something just that's a little, it's like a mini holiday, I suppose, that's a bit more than just your 20 minute quick photo session. Yeah, I love that. And and I think that's a real indication of where, where the limitations or, or there are no limitations on one, your wedding and two kind of some portrait photos that you can get. And I, I always try and ask people if we're booking in a, an engagement shoot or something. But the first question is, where do you love to go? What do you love to do? So, you know, it's easy to get lost in this endless scroll of, scroll of Instagram and be like, oh, I want to be on the Flinders cliffs or I want to yeah. be in some long <laughs> grass and this and that. Um, and you kind of go, okay, well, what do you love doing? And, you know, one couple that I was chatting with and we were doing a wedding, they're like, well, we actually love going to an arcade. Like fantastic. Awesome. If you love yeah. arcades and if you grab like, you know, go on American, grab a soda and a hot dog or whatever and go to an arcade in the city, how sick would that be? So make That's sure. Cool. There's so much option, hey. There's so much option. And your photos and your wedding photos, like it's not the photography show on a wedding day. I think we're there to capture what is naturally happening. And that's that real candid nature of our photography. And, and that goes one step further with elopement. It's, it's capturing that connection with two people, but also where they are. And that doesn't make sense if you don't feel comfortable where you are. So the possibilities are endless and the wedding opportunities or marriage day opportunities as uh, Barefoot and Bearded is pushing these days. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> It's really unrivaled and there's no, uh, there's kind of, there's no end to the possibilities that we can do. So I love it. I love that story, Mount Hotham. That is hectic. 
Lockie, thanks for jumping on, having a quick chat with us about your imperfectly perfect, although it sounds more perfect than imperfect weddings. Uh, <laughs> it's been a pleasure having you on. Check out his socials at Dustin Salt Photography website as well, dustinsalt.com.au. Yeah, dustinsalt.com.au. Nice one. That's good. I cool, got cool. the thanks au so domain. Much for having me, man. Absolute pleasure. <laughs> All right, that's it from us at imperfectly perfect weddings podcast uh as i said you can check out all of Lockie's stuff and thanks for listening cheers thanks for having me bye <laughs>